Hey, what's up, everybody? Chris Hollifield here. I want to personally welcome you to a brand new episode of the I Am Salt Lake podcast. If this is your first time joining us on the podcast, we're here every week showcasing awesome people in Salt Lake City and the surrounding areas. We're talking to business owners, authors, tattoo artists, restaurant owners, breweries, distilleries. We're giving you a taste of the city. If you have an awesome story, we're going to probably showcase it here on the podcast. Our website, this one's really easy to remember, IamSaltLake.com. The cool thing is you can go there and listen to the entire back catalog. All the episodes are up there. You can listen to them really easy to do as well as subscribe to the podcast. Hey, are you moving to Salt Lake City? Maybe you're listening to this podcast because you want to figure out what this city's all about. Are you looking at possibly moving into a house with a little more space in it because we're all working from home now? Well, in case you didn't know, you guys, I'm a licensed realtor now, and I'd love to uh, show you some homes. I'd love to show you uh, possibly your dream home, help you find a place to call your own. Uh, You can give me a call, shoot me a text anytime. I'd love to help you, 801-244-2908. But otherwise, let's get into the podcast. This is is a good one, you guys. Thanks for listening. I want to start right with you, uh, Christina, is uh, what was the motivation behind starting Salt Lake City Secrets? Yeah, it's a really good question. I was a food and travel writer for a really long time. My degrees were actually formally in journalism and psychology. Um, I was pre-med for a year. After that, I was like, nope, this is not for me, as 90% of college students go, and uh, and swapped out. So I just studied journalism for a long time and um, started working for a magazine in Seattle where I used to live. And um, they assigned me food writing. And I didn't have a ton of experience with specifically food writing, Um, but I was like, okay, you know, I'm the intern. I got to do what they tell me to do and started food writing. It was an internship while I was in college. So I've been food writing and travel writing and lifestyle writing now for about six years, probably. Oh, wow. Wow. And I just loved it. I fell in love with the stories behind why people do what they do, why, you know, a fisherman likes to lead people out on expeditions over the weekend, why a chef likes to focus on seafood or Italian fare and how, you know, his or her experience shaped the food that they create now and fell in love with the stories and moved to Utah and had previously operated pages in the Pacific Northwest because the food scene is so booming in Seattle and Portland and the travel scene as well because it's just beautiful. And so when I moved to Salt Lake City, I thought the food's great here. The travel's great here. The lifestyle is great here and decided to start up my own, my own page to share more stories. And along the way, learn about the city. I feel like, you know, I try to dole out a lot of things that I enjoy around Salt Lake City. A lot of things that, um, a lot of restaurants that I've been to that I've enjoyed places I've been, but at the same time, I also feel like it's been a big learning experience because people will reach out to me and say, you should check this place out. You should try this guy. You know, he makes barbecue in his backyard on Saturdays and sells it on Sundays and things like that, that have really helped me learn about where I live now. So what brought you to Salt Lake then from Seattle? So I work remotely and location for me in terms of where I live has never been been a problem, an issue. Yeah. So my partner was offered a job position here and I had been skiing in Utah years before I've been to the city several times and decided when he had that job opportunity, please take it. You know, we, we loved the Pacific Northwest, but we were ready to try something new and, uh, and we did. So we, we moved out here. We just drove what we could fit in our cars out here. And I love the outdoors. I love to spend time outside. I love to ski and, what better skiing than? Yeah, I mean, this is not a bad place for that. No. So excellent choice. <laughs> so yeah, Salt Lake City was the perfect fit, and it's just I, every time that I fly into the city, if I've been traveling, I love watching people because you can tell who is flying in for the first time or seeing the city for the first time because their faces are just straight to the windows, staring at the mountains or at the city, you know. And especially now, there's snow in the mountains. People are just it's beautiful. 
And every day I'm like, how could I ever take this for granted? You know, it looks fake. I think if you haven't, when I first came to Utah too, I was like, those aren't real. Like that, it looks like a picture all the time. So it's, I never thought about that though. You can actually probably see it on people's faces who have just flown. I'm just going to go hang out at the airport now. Just watch people be in awe. (laughs) How fun would that be? So what came first, the Instagram account or the, or the actual physical uh, website? The Instagram account came first. Okay. And I feel like I've seen a lot of people who have started up Instagram accounts and really helped it grow or expand substance through a website, you know, for example, and on Instagram, I could say, you know, I traveled to this really cool place or I had this great meal. Here's what it was. And the few short sentences that you get for a caption, but you don't really get to tell a story about that or write an article about it on Instagram. So that's what, what leveraged the website. And, you know, I was a journalist for a really, really long time. So writing is something I really enjoy. So just posting a photo without giving the full story is really hard for me. So that's another reason why I wanted to launch the website and give some more text, some more direction on what exactly I'm, I'm publishing on Instagram. I think it's great that you even got saltlakecitysecrets.com though. I mean, that that seems like that would be be a tough website to get your hands on. That's why I asked like what came first. I mean, was there any, did you search all that before you picked the name or was it just kind of a lucky thing? was just lucky and truth be told, not hard to get. It really? was like $2 a year on GoDaddy or something. It's wow. like it's nice. super easy. Yeah, I don't know why that's... It, well, it's the same thing with IamSaltLake.com. People, yeah. people are like, oh, how did you get that? I don't know. I just like, got it. Yeah. No one thought of it before. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, so So, did you say how long you've been working on the, the Instagram? When did, how long? A couple of years now has it been? Or No, it's but, only been about six months. Oh, six months. Oh, six wow. Months. So, pretty... I mean, what was... Or what's been the toughest part with getting it going? Or has there been any obstacles that you've hit with getting the, the, the project going? No, I... I think it's it's grown very quickly, which yeah, is great. Yeah. I think I hit like 4,000 followers today, which is very yeah. exciting because I don't think that speaks to like my talent or popularity no. or anything. I think it speaks to how many people are really passionate and excited about Salt Lake City businesses. You know, it, it just goes to show that people want to learn about what's around them and want to visit places that are around them, especially as we come out of the season of COVID or you know, try to try to enjoy what's around us. And yeah, so that's kind of what has been great about the account. I think the challenging part, of course, is I I haven't lived here as long as people who have been here for many years or grew up here and know the place like the back of their hand. Of course, it's growing very quickly and there's always places to explore and new places to try. But I think the biggest challenge for me is how do I produce authentic content when I'm not an expert? You know, I'm really not. And so I think that in return, it's been really healthy for me to operate and grow and work on the account because it's taught me what people care about, you know, businesses that they think I should visit, um, what people are passionate about around the area, hikes to do, places to go, things to eat and drink. So I think that it's been a challenge, but in return, a really good teaching opportunity. This episode is sponsored by Lifelong Learning at the University of Utah. Lifelong is here to help you find a new hobby, explore an interest, and turn your curiosity into a passion. With more than 150 classes every term in arts and crafts, photography and digital media, performing arts, writing, culinary arts, home and garden, wellness and relationships, current events, and a new subject, Explore Utah. Classes are online and in person, and new classes start every week, all year long, so it is easy to find something that fits your schedule. Most classes meet in the evenings or on weekends, and there are one-shot classes that meet once, others that go for multiple weeks. So if you just want to dip your toe in the water or take a deep dive, Lifelong has something for you. I'm even teaching a class this term called Podcasting and Introduction. So if you have a great idea for a podcast, I'll show you my process and what I've learned along the way. For a limited time, I Am Salt Lake listeners can get $5 off a lifelong learning class. All you have to do is enter the promo code IAMSALTLAKE, all one word, all caps, enter it at checkout, and you can find your new passion at lifelong.utah.edu. Again, enter the promo code IAMSALTLAKE, 
Again, that's all caps. It's going to give you $5 off a lifelong learning class. Head on over to lifelong.utah.edu. And many thanks to the Lifelong Learning at the University of Utah for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Let's actually mention that before we get too far in, because I've mentioned food a couple of times, but it's more than food that you cover on your on your blog and on your Instagram account. I mean, is there anything you won't cover or is it kind of just anything and everything in, in the area or whatever or strikes how, your fancy? <laughs> how would, you, how would fancy? you describe what uh, Salt Lake City Secrets is all about? Yeah, I think that's a good question, too. I, it is a lot of food because yeah. truth be told, that's what people seem to enjoy most or at least, you know, with with coming out of covid and such. A lot of the only things that people could do was maybe go to a restaurant or order carry out or take out. So that has been what's most popular for viewers. That being said, I definitely look at it more like lifestyle. So I've covered candles. I'm working on a giveaway with um, with Venture Out Utah right now, who's hosting a, a Halloween celebration this Saturday. And so I try to focus, too, on community events, uh, nearby staycations or trips and travel that you could take around Utah. And I know that it is Salt Lake City secrets, but that being said, I'm happy to feature places that are beyond Salt Lake City and within Utah. Well, it's, it's kind of like I even mentioned uh, before we started recording is, you know, even this podcast, I am Salt Lake, right? Like we're chatting to people in Ogden and Provo and Park City. I mean, I think there was a time, I don't know, when I used to call things Salt Lake City, it was kind of like just all this whole of Utah. area. And I then think, for some yeah. reason, over the last couple of years, mm-hmm. pe- things have really like separated. Like, this is Murray and this is Kearns and this oh, is. Oh, to me, like Utah and Salt Lake City were literally just the same thing because yeah. th- that's, this is, you know, everyone came to the greater Salt Lake area to actually do anything. Yeah. But yeah, it has, it's grown so much that it's like a nickname now. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think communities have kind of fortified a bit as they've grown, you know, like, okay, there's so many places to eat or so many things to do in Mill Creek. What can I do just in Mill Creek or yeah. just in Murray? Which is you know? great that it's gotten to that point. I do really when... love that we're actually focused on our neighbors and focused on local people uh, kind of as a society. It's kind of shifted towards more personal yeah. uh, right. things like that, which is really cool. While still being aware of like, oh, if I visit St. George, there's a really cool spot for caramel apples, you know, that I heard about. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go there when I visit, you know, so. Yeah. Or for me, maybe I'm in Provo or Ogden. and I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember I saw that recommendation. I'm going to go check it out. So it helps, I think, to, like you said, really speak to building this foundation with neighbors and with close community, but also thinking, oh, you know, when I travel, I'd really like to eat at this place or try this place. It's like what we do when we travel abroad, right? We're like, oh, when I go to Greece, I'm going to try baklava. When I go to Rome, I'm going to try pasta. You know, you have these things in the back of your mind. And you're like, oh, when I visit these places, I want to try this. Yeah. So right. I think it's a good balance. In Salt Lake City. And I love having someone like you who does that here, like like a local lifestyle. I'm sure that's really a thing. I'm not much of a lifestyle person, so I don't follow it as much. But it's so nice to have that because we always talk about it would just be so nice to do a staycation. And it would be nice to have kind of those resources available like what you have and say, oh, my gosh, there's these cool things. We're dedicating time to go enjoy our own city or our own area. And so it's like really cool that you're cultivating that for everybody. Well, thanks. I mean, I I don't know. I think that when the city has so much to do, when the state has so much to do, I mean, we have five national parks. I don't even know how many state parks, hundreds to thousands of restaurants and events that people are hosting. It's it kind of speaks for itself. You know, for me, it, I, I felt like, oh, what if it's hard for me to find things to post or things to do? And like, Salt Lake City and Utah supply themselves. You know, there are just countless things to do and places to go. So, I, I mean, for me, it's like endless. I'm almost overwhelmed by. Yeah, it uh, feels okay, like information overload sometimes. Yeah. Even when a friend is like, what's a good vegan restaurant? You're like, oh, my gosh, get the list. You know, there's too many. It, it, it is hard to to even filter. Well, and I think you have an advantage being somewhat new that. A lot of times, some of us old schoolers, right, we tend to 
look over certain places, right? Because we're like, oh, everybody already knows about red iguana or everybody already knows about, you know, even less. We just have a different perspective. Waters Brewer, you know, these places that have been around for a while, but somebody like yourself, you can go in. You could be like, no, this is actually good. And do a review of it. And hey, this is, this is, you know, because it's a, it's a new experience for somebody like yourself. And it's fun to see too, like, I feel like, the people that I've met in Salt Lake City and Utah, for the most part, are very passionate in particular about the places they like and oh, don't yeah. like. You know, like what Mexican restaurant is your go-to? You know, what what's your favorite spot for a, a craft beer? Things like that. It, it, people are very passionate about the places that they find and love. Did you not find that in Seattle? Um, you know, I did, but I don't think to this extreme. I think that... Seattle is such a big, booming, just rapidly growing city. And so I feel like there's so much variety that people almost don't pick like a favorite because they there are so, so, so many options because it's just a huge city. And the same with Portland. When I lived in Oregon, it was like there's a, a brewery every other block. So people would always fluctuate between this huge variety. I feel like in Utah, it's a little more manageable to say, you know what? This is my favorite spot for bagels. This is my favorite spot for a sandwich. This is my go-to for lunch. I feel like it's just a little bit more manageable to say, no, this is my favorite spot for Mexican food. Or I don't know. I just think that people can have broader opinions. Yeah. And it does too feel like, and at least from my experience, Utah or the Salt Lake area, they really, everyone really wants to support the person they know. And so it's Mm -hmm. like, uh, it feels like we have a closer connection to each other with, I want to eat at this restaurant and I love that restaurant as well as like, it's also delicious or fun. Yeah. And as the city grows, right. Mm-hmm. People are like, I continuously want to support this business or that restaurant or, you know, that hotel or that family vacation spot, because this is the roots that we grew up around, you know, and, and as the city expands and businesses come, which is great you still want to hold on to those gems that you had when the city wasn't as big. Yeah, absolutely. Have you found any of those that you're just like, this is awesome. Like an old gem someone's exposed to you. I don't think it's an old gem. Like, I don't think it's old, but I, I should preface this by saying I grew, I went to school in the South. So fried food. So you've experienced a lot of, a lot of traveling and a lot of stuff. I mean, a lot of people in Utah don't get out of Utah. <laughs> we don't, most of us haven't had that variety in our life. So but that's anyway, okay. sorry, keep going though. You, you, know, so you, you were in, grew up in the South or you were in, the, you went to school in the South. Yes. I, I've kind of been all over the place. I went to Alabama for, okay, uh, okay. for school, but you know, I grew up with a lot of fried foods, you know, I have a lot of family in the South still. And so we had, you know, big dinners and things like that. So somebody in Salt Lake city told me to try pretty bird chicken. Oh yeah. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know, like fried chicken is something that, you know, I've kind of had the best of the best or, you know, I, I, I've really had a lot of great fried food in the South. Yeah. Um, that being said, I put on like probably 20 pounds my freshman year of college because <laughs> the food was so good. But, uh, so I went to pretty bird chicken and oh my goodness, it was so, it was really good. At least, you know, everybody has different taste buds and taste preferences. Um, so for me, I loved it. I'm super excited because I think that they just finished up or are about to finish up their renovations for the downtown location. And so that's opening back up. But I went oh, to right their on. like location between Mill Creek and Sugar House and it was it was great. All right, we're gonna take just a minute of your time now and talk about one of our awesome sponsors, Utahmarijuana.org. I love talking about them, but remember when you support our sponsors like Utahmarijuana.org. You're directly supporting this podcast. And hey, your health. And your health. Yeah. Hey, UtahMarijuana.org is your number one spot for all things medical marijuana, medical cannabis, CBD, and THC. I don't know if you guys remember way back on episode 420, we had Tim Pickett on the podcast. We talked about medical cannabis here in Utah. We talked about UtahMarijuana.org. Well, now he's a sponsor of the podcast. Anyways, UtahMarijuana.org's team of medical cannabis experts They're going to make getting your medical cannabis card super easy from your first office visit to navigating the state card application and beyond. 
It is so true. You guys, they are the most helpful medically I have ever been. You know how you want to go to the doctor and you're like, I don't even know what doctor to go to or what to say. These guys are incredible. They have over 20 compassionate and highly skilled qualified medical providers ready to help you find relief. So you won't have to search for a doctor willing to recommend cannabis treatment. The patient experience at utahmarijuana.org is dedicated to helping you get all the way through the process so you can get your medicine legally and stay up to date. And right now, they're offering an exclusive discount to I Am Salt Lake listeners. Just use the code GREEN25 for $25 off your first visit. I did. It was great. And depending on where you're located in the Valley, they have a clinic location just for you. Go to utahmarijuana.org. Check it out. They're going to list it right there. They have uh, location clinics from like Provo to Bountiful to Salt Lake, West Valley. Uh, go check it out. And like Chrissy said, there's a promo code. Green 25. This is going to give you $25 off your first visit. And it's also going to tell them that you came from I Am Salt Lake and that you're a supporter of this show and that you're down to support this show and you're down for uh, medical cannabis. So anyways, down for your health. Hey, isn't it time that you took control of your own health? UtahMarijuana.org. Feel better. Do you find that a lot of pressure Cause you're like, gosh, I got to put some content out. I got to post something new on Instagram. So I got to go out to eat or I got to go out to do this. That that's like, I tried blogging many years ago, many, many years pre podcasting days. And I just found that it was, it was tough for me because it was like, I no longer enjoyed doing the thing anymore. It was more like I was forced to create the content. It's a job. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. guess you could say the same thing about this podcast though. <laughs> True. But some, but, some things are more fun for some people, but, right? Talking is more fun for us. But is it fun? I mean, do you find pressure to be pressure? Or is it fun still? Or It reminds me of like, I grew up running cross country and track. I would run and compete every day of the week, just nonstop. And so I got to this point where I was like, I can't even wear a watch on my run anymore because it's, so stressful to worry about times and distances. I just want to, I just want to run for fun, you know? Yeah. So that's how I am now. And so it was very similar with media because as I mentioned, I worked in food and travel for several magazines and newspapers for about six years. And it was just like, you got to crank out content every day. And it just got to the point where I was like, I'm not having fun with this. You know, I did feel the pressure of, I just got to crank out content. I just got to, to get it published. Yeah. Um, and so once I started up this account, it was an opportunity like me with running to say, you know what? I'm leaving my watch at home. I'm just going to have fun with it and I just enjoy that. it. Like this is your creative outlet. Yeah. That so is do you so have a cool. schedule or is it all just impromptu or, or what? No, you know, maybe a schedule would be a little more professional, but no. No, no, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Eh, who cares if you're getting it done? That's the <laughs> yeah, most professional, right? I, yeah. I, you know, I just try to, when I have the free time, when I have a free 30 minutes, maybe a free hour to write up an article, I do it because it, it does make me happy and it doesn't feel like, oh, I have to do this. Or, you know, to me, I never started this account thinking like I need to keep things up to have more followers and for it to be big. And no, for me, it's just, I'm super passionate about the businesses around Salt Lake City and Utah. I think I saw so many businesses um, go under throughout COVID and it was just heartbreaking. Yeah. And, you know, these people who are so passionate about their cookie shop or, you know, their their small family run bakery, things like that, that it was just heartbreaking to see people lose their jobs or have to lay off employees. And or, you know, in turn, I saw so many people who own businesses give up their pay to keep their employees on. And so it, all of these things to say, this is why I do what I do. It's not a chore. I'm never going to look at it like a chore. And when I feel tired or like I need a break, I step away from it and I don't feel bad about it because I spent so much time stressing over media when I worked in the industry that this is my my fun space that nobody can impede upon. So. Oh, I love that so much. It's like you get to take all the knowledge that you've acquired and just enjoy it. Where would you like to see all this take you? I mean, do you, do you have any long-term goals with it? Yeah, well, you know, like... Like I've mentioned, I have lived in a lot of different places, but I will be in Salt Lake City and, and in Utah for a long time. I don't see myself leaving for a while. I don't see myself moving for a while because I love the city and we're surrounded by genuinely kind people. 
wonderful businesses, great places to travel. And so for me, I just want to keep doing what I'm doing, you know, and and keep taking recommendations. I just love it when people reach out and they say, Hey, I'm visiting the city next week. Where should I go? And, you know, I can give them my recommendations, but I always say, please let me know what you enjoy doing because so many people come to visit or even locals reach out to me with, like I've mentioned, so many recommendations and I really take that to heart. And so for me, it's a learning opportunity to to learn about where I live from people who have been here for a really long time, but in turn to try to amplify the voices of small business owners or ski resorts getting back up on their feet or, you know, hotels and both the the travel, the lifestyle, the food, um, try to amplify those voices after a, a really tough couple of years. That's so cool. What do uh, like family and friends say when they find out, you know, they're like, oh, you're the one who takes pictures of your food <laughs> and post it on the internet. I mean, do, do, do people have like any kind of in- interesting reactions or, or say, you know? Yeah, I love that you ask that because... I kind of like kept it to myself for a sure. long time. And, well, it's and didn't... kind of embarrassing to take pictures of your food. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I kept it kind of a secret for a long time. And of course my mom, she's like the first person to be your hype train. Right. So she was like, I love this. It's so great. You know, but of course my partner didn't know for, for a while. And eventually, <laughs> oh, wow. you know, I told him like, Oh, Surprise. I'm kind of doing this now, you know, because he knew that I did it when I was in Washington and Oregon. We kind of sometimes he would contribute and try to help me out. But it's funny because now whenever we go out to eat, he's like, do you want me to take a picture of my food? And I'm like, sometimes I'm like, yeah. And then sometimes like, let's just enjoy the meal, you know, but That's at least so now cool. he asks and he tries to contribute and he's very excited about it. That's, so. awesome. That's so cool. It's so nice to have someone who's supportive, even if they're not, you know, doing everything with you. Yeah. Yeah, it is nice. And, um, it's good too to have somebody else to tell me how they felt about their meal or their experience on a trip or a hike, you know. Oh yeah. It's, it's just good to kind of have that variance of opinion. So I know whenever I write something or work on something, I'm not being biased, you know. So maybe you should start like a foodie podcast, right? Like uh uh talking about the the Utah food out there on a podcast. Yeah, I, I don't know how that, I don't know how that would go, but you could uh, do it forever. Yeah, I well, mean, if we, yeah, it's hard to focus on one you know, thing, and food's a good thing to focus. on. You know, on. and I know I say it a lot. I don't know if I've told you this, Christina, but uh, you know, people told me when I started, I am salt. Like you're going to run out of people to talk to. You mm-hmm. know, and I, people probably said the same thing to you. Huh? You're going to run out of places to eat. You know, but uh, but it just doesn't happen. Yeah, you, know, you always find there's always more, and the city is is growing. The state is growing. So and I don't people think... are not going to stop being interesting ever. Right. You know, do you have like food allergies or anything? Does that get in the way of, of you going to certain places or do you just kind of eat, you know, whatever? No, I don't have allergies. The only thing is I really have to go places hungry because I'm such a snacky person that if I snack throughout the day, I fill up really fast. So whenever I go out to eat or, you know, to have a meal or something, I really have to go into it like, okay, this is a full meal, you know, maybe several courses. I have to be really hungry or else I get, I just fill up so fast and I want to eat everything, but it's so hard when you're like, I know that would be so hard. Yeah. Jeans. <laughs> I mean, and that gets hard, especially if you want to actually try everything. Holy right. cow. Here's a question for you. This just popped in my head. You've traveled around a lot. You can't, I mean, you came here from Seattle, which is a huge city. Is there a restaurant or some place to eat that you wished was in Salt Lake City? You're like, why is this not in mm. Salt Lake City? Well, I mean, this is a, we're we're a, we're a city here now, right? We're, I mean, <laughs> we're, we're real. Well, no, but like like even let's use something as simple as Jack in the Box, right? You can't find a Jack in the oh, Box yeah, in Salt Lake City. Oh yeah, but do you want right? one? Well, hey, come on. There was I mean, a, there was saying. a time. At least I think it was Jack in the Box had some really good deep fried tacos. Did they? Yeah. I don't, I don't know Jack in the Box very well. I'm using them as an example. I know. I, not that I'm a Jack in the Box guy, but <laughs> have you run into anything like that that you're like, gosh, or, or a certain style of food? Like even, uh, um, I don't know, maybe there's not. I don't know. Like something that is missing that you would find pretty much anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. You know, I haven't been here long enough to, to be yeah. totally like, oh, I can't find this anywhere. I will say 
coming from the Pacific Northwest where I lived in Seattle and would frequently go out to the Oregon coast to crab or shellfish, I wish that we had really great seafood here. And okay. I, I have been to Freshies Lobster and that was, that was amazing. That was so, so, so good. Of course, there aren't really lobster in the Pacific Northwest. That's, they ship them in from Maine, but um, still good though. <laughs> the seafood scene, I just need to find the right spots because I miss like fresh crab or scallops, oysters. I'm like a huge fan of oysters. So I need to find some good spots around the city for, for good seafood. So if anybody's listening that knows good seafood. Mm-hmm. This is a call to arms. This is yep. a call. You yes. know, let us know. What about <laughs> coffee? I bet you coffee's just better up that way too. I bet you the coffee here is kind of rough. That's fair. That's also fair. There's I didn't not quite as much that. competition probably, huh? You know, that's also a good point. In Seattle, there were like so many coffee shops that it was like, you would absolutely have one on your block. You could walk to one from your house pretty much everywhere that you lived. And I think here, yeah, I have struggled to find like good craft coffee shops. That being said, Ava's downtown. Yeah. It's like a French industry. Mm-hmm. That was very good. And I'm trying to think. I find people here just don't know how to make coffee mm-hmm. is the problem. Or like good espresso. Yeah. Yeah, I I will never know how to make it, so that's valid. I just drink it like and make good coffee. <laughs> good coffee, good espresso. I don't know. I'm like, there's water and there's beans, and you put them together. Or or they think people think you go to Starbucks for coffee. Which, yeah, which, yeah, you know, if you go to Starbucks, that's your thing. And I th- I mean, Starbucks I think started in Seattle, didn't it? But yep. uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many other great little mom and pop coffee Three places. Three Pines yeah. is a good Three one. Three Pines. Okay, is, is we really used to good. walk there at work. Real good. Yeah. What's and then what's the name of that place? We pass it and we get uh, on 600 South. Is it Rock? I, oh, Robin? Robin. Robin? Is that the name of it? I, I don't know. I think I, so. Yeah, it's a little, that, it's a, it's a little shack. It's, yeah, that's good coffee there too. Yeah. But there, there's a few places. Yeah. And, you know, to default, we always have a lot of soda pop. And uh, <laughs> man, do we ever. Tea, I feel like. Dude, what? Is up with that? Can I just ask? I mean, I, all the drive-through soda. Dude, the soda places. I know everybody loves soda places, and and I love you guys, and you're wonderful. I just cannot drink that much soda, like flavored <laughs> soda. It's crazy. Is it seems more extreme here than other places? Yes, it is definitely a trend here that I have not seen anywhere else. I will say, I was very skeptical when I first moved here. I was like, what? You know, what's the deal with this? And I don't really, you know, I don't, I don't really understand. But I went, I drove through my first soda shop. I believe it was Swig. And I got the classic one because I Googled it. I was like, what do people always order? There's so many options. What's the most popular? And I got the Dr. Pepper with like coconut cream and raspberry. Well, that and that's good, like though. the go-to apparently. And it was, I had my first sip and I was like, mm, I don't know. I had my first sip and I was like, this is, this is pretty good. This yeah. is really good. I think that I, that I get it now. You know, you so, got converted maybe yeah, to, to the bubbly yeah, fizzy I, soda. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's just something. I don't know. Maybe I need to try it though, but what's the weirdest thing you've eaten and Ooh. would you eat it again too? Like here? It, just in general, in general, in general, in general. I'm just curious. You, you, you've eaten a lot of food. Yeah. You're, you're more adventurous than we are. So we're trying to like live through you vicariously. You know, I was, I haven't tried it yet but i went to a rancho market the other day because i needed to pick up like this is gonna be good i can tell (laughs) i was making some curry i needed like uh bamboo shoots or something so i went to rancho markets super cool because they have like aloe plants that you can buy by like the pound yeah they're great i love them like tons of really cool stuff yeah and i could just like walk the aisles for hours they have so much stuff but when i went to like the meat section they have like chicken feet and like uh i saw like a beef heart the other day and i was like this is crazy you know it's like the ingredients that i see on an episode of chopped right so i haven't tried them yet i would like to experiment and branch out and and try them but it's nice to know that at least rancho markets has it's there plenty of super experimental cuisines if you want to dude well i mean this is boring but i used to get really into bone broth and i would go to like so i've had found the places that have like good like pig ears and feet and like a oxtail and so if you ever want to get into the odd bits 
Yeah, no. I know well, a little bit about that. Yeah, that's theory, a weird thing to be into. In theory, all the, you know, the animal parts sound awesome, but like I've tried some of them. I well, they don't taste great. Yeah, I just can't do some of them. What's the weirdest one that you've tried? <laughs> we did heart. Yeah, we tried we, to cook a heart. Beef heart. I mean, just even mm-hmm. liver. I just have a hard time with mm. liver. Liver's rough. Liver, beef heart. and, and uh, I did have a hard time one time making bone broth. I will never use pig ears again because I was like, yeah, oh, little yeah. bird. Yeah, that was that, really hard for me. taste of, of them. Uh, just, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Not my thing, but. Uh, <laughs> Weird food? No bueno. So where, where, where is home for you? Where did you grow up? Because you mentioned you went to school in the South. You lived in Seattle. You've lived in Portland. Where, where is like, where did you originate? I grew up in Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. So home Louisville, yeah. Bourbon, horse racing. Oh man. Tobacco, cigars, that kind of thing. Yeah, no, th- that's uh that's some good. Uh, do you ever make it back? Do you still have family there and all that? Yep, yeah, my parents and my um one of my siblings is still in 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 the home that I grew up in. So that's very cool that I, I love to go home for the holidays and travel home when I can. My dad's a pilot, so I can usually hop on standby and try to make it out there for a weekend. It's a lot easier now getting out there than when I lived in the Pacific Northwest because that was like a full day travel. Whereas at least from Salt Lake City, they have nonstops to Cincinnati. Yeah. So, oh, that's nice. It's a lot easier to get out there now. And that's nice to have family in the airline business too. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. A little jealous there. A little, <laughs> little jealous. So when you're not doing this blog and writing and stuff, what are some of your other hobbies and interests as we find out a little bit about you? Yeah, sure. I'm a, I do have a full-time job. I'm a technical writer. And uh, so I, I do write all day. If I'm not writing, I'm usually editing. And um, Do you ever get sick of that? Do you ever get sick of writing? You know, not really. Not really? I feel like I have definitely had moments where I'm like, I need a break, especially for like your eyes or your brain. You're like, okay, I've been staring at this all day. I need to take a break, but I really enjoy working on editorial content and producing content. And, uh, so that's what I do full time. Um, I'm super stoked for ski season to start up. I I love to go out to the mountain. I was out at snowbird this past weekend to catch their Oktoberfest and it was snowing. It was just dumping on the mountain. So it's cool to see like the golden, tree colors of the trees mixed with the snow because it's like whites and vibrant yellows and so that drive was really nice love to hike like to read too it's uh it's been a big resolution of mine for 2021 and beyond that of course i really like to cook and i really like to bake so very cool that's awesome if you could learn a random skill let's Mm -hmm. just say something that's just kind of been eaten away at you but you haven't done it yet what what would that random skill be hmm well, my skiing still does have a long way to go. Okay. So, you know, when you're surrounded by people out here who are like superstars, pretty on the good. Mountain, I'm yeah. like, I'm horrible <laughs> in comparison, <laughs> right? But, um, just don't tell them you live here, right? I'm just yeah. visiting, guys. Yeah. Be gentle. I'm on just me. learning, you know? And uh, I think beyond that, you know, since my dad's a pilot, my brother's a pilot, yeah. I, when I was younger, you know, maybe I should have tried to really take the time to get like my private pilot's license or something like that. But I think it'd be cool to, to learn how to fly. Um, interestingly enough, I like don't really like to be on planes because I don't know, people sometimes have that complex where they're like, I don't like to feel like out of control, you know? Oh, so maybe makes if sense. I learned how to fly, I'd feel better about it. Um, Do you ever get on the same plane that your dad's flying? So he flies for like a, a package carrier. Oh, so he doesn't okay, fly okay. passenger planes. Because I was going to say, you should feel safe then, I would imagine. Yeah. Be like, ah, dad's got it. As long as <laughs> when, when I fly with him, uh, whenever I, f- I just don't like to fly alone. Like okay. I like to have other people there. But whenever I fly with him, it's so funny because we'll, we'll you know, the plane will land and I'll look over at him like, you know, was that a good landing or, you know, what's his opinion <laughs> on it? You got to get the expert way yeah, in. You have the numbers. Okay, I'll give that an 8.5, Dad. <laughs> or if there's turbulence or something, I'm like, should we be nervous? You know, and he's like, oh, this is great. You know, like just put your arms up in the air like it's a roller coaster. And so, <laughs> yeah, but I think beyond that too, uh, I'm, I am a very good baker. I love to bake. I always have since I was little. I remember one time I baked dog treats for our dogs. No kidding. And my dad, I came into the kitchen and I was like, what are you 
what what are you eating? And he was like, oh, these cookies you made are really good. Oh, jeez. Oh, so hey. I guess so my dog good? treats are nice not good. Job. I guess my baked goods must be okay, but I would like to learn how to be a better cook. Did you ever tell your dad they were dog treats? No. No, you didn't. I think you that would have been cruel. Oh, now he knows. Awesome. <laughs> he will know now, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I mean, if, if all else fails, you can make some mean dog treats to sell for people, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, that's, that's a great point. And he doesn't have a super sweet tooth. So maybe that kind of helped that he was like, oh, these are like, you know, Nutri-Grain bars or like <laughs> granola bars. Or I don't know. That's, that's so cool. That is such a cool story. There's a uh, a few standard Salt Lake City questions. We ask everybody that comes through here. Now, I know you haven't lived here forever, so I don't, you know, answer them to the best of your ability. But, uh, we, you know, we have people visit us from time to time. They come in, they fly into town, maybe your parents do, and they want us to show them around, right? Show us a few of our favorite spots, give them a tour, drive them around, show them the mountains. Where do you take people? Or, or have you ever had that opportunity yet since uh, you've been here? Yeah, I had my parents out here earlier this summer. So, of course, it's tough because when it's so hot outside, you're like, uh, no, I don't really think it's a good idea to go to the national parks this weekend. Or, you know. <laughs> yeah. But um, I took them up Ensign Peak, the trail that overlooks the city. Beautiful spot. Yeah. yeah, that was, you know, easy and short for my parents. And I took them to the Big Mountain Overlook which was great uh, that I think that view is just like you can drive up and it's just, I think it's only like 25, maybe, maybe 35 minutes from downtown Sure, and it's gorgeous. And then we did, they really wanted to go out towards park city to just see that area. So we did the bloods Lake trail. So I really like to show them the surroundings a lot, but beyond that, I took him out to eat. Uh, we did go to Ava's and they, they really liked, that spot and um, took him to a couple breweries. So um, I don't know. I think it's a good balance of like showing everybody the outdoors, but also, you know, there are a lot of good local spots to eat or, or drink. And then we also went axe throwing at social axe throwing. Oh yeah. That place is fun. They really liked that. yeah. Yeah. What about favorite local eating spots? I know we've already talked about a ton, but that's just a normal standard question. Is there one mm. or two that really, you, you, you're like, these are favorites. These are places I go to as much as, or as often as I can. Yeah. Um, I think Bohemian Brewery is really okay. cool. I also think Feldman's Deli. Is, oh, that's yeah. a spot that gets overlooked. Oh, yeah. 100%. I always thought the first trip that I took out to Feldman's, which is not far, by the way, it's like in the sugar house area. Yeah. The first time that I went out, I was like, oh, the line's going to be really long. You know, I don't, I don't know if we're going to get a table. And we walked right up and it, it, the sandwiches are like, and I've had their fries and their coleslaw and their potato salad. And all of those were just, I mean, I have never been disappointed by their food. Oh man. I still need to get some of that for my mom. She grew up in New Jersey and I'm like, Oh I gotta, yeah, I got to get you Feldman's Deli. And I pulled it up here just so people listening can know they're 2005 East, 2700 South in Salt Lake City. So, you know, I should start giving the addresses too in the podcast. That's I think a great people idea. mention them because a lot of times these places, people are like, how do I get there then, Chris? And, so, <laughs> Thanks for saying it real what, quick. Uh, what would you change about Salt Lake City if you could change something? And I know that's kind of a tough question, right? Because you're like change what but however you want to interpret it whether it's something big something that almost seems impossible or something small that's tough i think i think one compliment i have for salt lake city is the support behind our farmers markets i I feel like i've been to several markets in many different states and they tend to just kind of be like quiet or you know pretty relaxed and man salt lake city's farmers markets are like Poppin'. They are slammed every weekend. And whether that be in Park City or Salt Lake City um, or Ogden or Provo, I've been to several markets and they're always packed with people. So I really like to see, you know, that's been a big criticism of mine in previous places that I've lived. It's great to see people not only supporting restaurants or, you know, small businesses, but also these small vendors and farmers that, that work really hard to produce what they do. So I think, I don't know, I I wish that I could 
say, oh, I wish that we had more support for this or that. But I really feel like there has I've seen a lot since I've moved here. And I don't know why what it is about this city in particular. Maybe it's people trying to support, you know, as much as they can as the city grows or or what it is. But it's just good to see people putting in the effort to to support their local businesses. It's one of my favorite things about the city too. Yeah. I think that's what made me truly fall in love with the city to be yeah. honest. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. And I don't know why it's more popular to do that here than in other States, but I won't complain. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I love it. I love it. I mean, downtown farmer's market's one of my favorite places to go during the summertime and, yeah. and really mm-hmm. even this time of year, I mean, I think it goes through the end of, uh, well, I think it might October? be one or two more Saturdays depending yeah. on when people are listening to this. I guess one criticism could be maybe people will have a hard time with this, but the driving oh, is no, a little experimental for me. In what aspect? <laughs> people don't know how to drive here? Or? They drive really fast or, yeah. you know, they don't use blinkers. People are just like really getting to where they want to go. Maybe they are going to like, I'm going to the farmer's market. I got to get a parking spot or, you know, something like that. But... Yeah, people, okay. I've really had to to up my my driving games. It's a little more aggressive. Here. Yeah, you know, I had to, my 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 brother visited us from from California here. Was it last weekend? And he was mentioning that too. Just even pedestrians trying to cross the crosswalk. He's like, you almost have to like dodge the cars. I mean, cars aren't watching for <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, know? man, everybody just everybody's just driving. Yeah. They're not really paying attention to what's going on out there. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> but hey, you hear that drivers? Let's start. Let's, let's, uh, let's make our driving let's work a little on better. It. Here, yeah. But, uh, I like that. Teamwork. Now, so how can people find your podcast? Let's talk about the website and the social media links and all that. And you're on TikTok too, which we didn't talk about too, but, uh, how can people yeah. find you on all those? Yeah. So I am on Instagram. Um, and I'm pretty sure that's just at Salt Lake City Secrets. Um, my website and my TikTok are two outlets that I'm really trying to spend more time on. Yeah. I think it's, I was out of the country for the past two weeks. So I've been like kind of away from things a little bit. So I think that I've really been trying to take the time to actually write out articles. And I think with fall, there is a lot to write about, right? Like pumpkin patches or surprisingly. It's like when everything gears up. Yeah. And it gets super crazy busy, it feels like. And two people love like fall brews, like Oktoberfest or, you know, hikes that you're trying to squeeze in as the colors change and and such. So, but both of those, it is SaltLakeCitySecrets.com and... I believe on the TikTok, it is still just Salt Lake, Lake City Secrets. So Yeah, I was going to say, I pulled it up right here. And it's just, yeah, Salt Lake City Secrets. on. I lost out. TikTok yeah. is one. Gosh, I need to figure out TikTok. Not that it's very hard, but I, I, I have a TikTok. I haven't done anything on it, but it's a totally different world. I just keep downloading it to get the kids to stop telling me to get on it. Mm. See, and that's what's weird <laughs> like, about TikTok it. is I go on there and it doesn't seem like a children's app. So I don't know why everybody no. says that. There's TikTok for everybody. Yeah, I yeah. don't know, man. I don't know. That's what kept me away for the longest time, though, because everyone's like, oh, that's an app for teenagers. So I get on it, and I'm like, this ain't for teenagers. This is some <laughs> legit stuff on here. Oh, so. I went down a wormhole of, like, really inventive Japanese toys one yeah. time on it, and I it was, like, hard to pull me out because it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Just, but, you know, uh, in case you ever want to go to TikTok to look at cool Asian toys. <laughs> it's like the upgraded Vine, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Before we wrap this up, is there anything you were hoping we would talk about that we didn't have an opportunity to talk about or anything you want to promote or anything? No, not uh, not specifically. Like I said, I am having a, a giveaway um, currently with Venture Out Utah, but like you said, this might go on Sunday, so that, that will that'll be, be too late. Okay. Yeah. But I keep do- an eye. Sometimes you do giveaways, so keep an eye on your yeah. account, I guess would be a good thing to say too. Yeah, I do do plenty of of giveaways, whether that be, you know, for example, this weekend tickets to the uh, the Halloween event or, uh, you know, I've partnered with Plant Candy. They do like freeze dried candy. And so they've given away some of their treats and things like that. But I don't know. I think the biggest thing for me is just I'm, I'm super inspired by local and to just People who have also recently moved here, uh, Utahns, or however you would say it, or Salt Lake Cityans. I don't know. Yeah. Salt Lake Cityans? Yeah, sure. SLCers, Salt Lakers? Yeah. Salt Lakers, there you go. But you know, I am just like really inspired by 
the reception. Um, you know, I started this account with like, eh, some people might care. Some people might not. I'm not a pro. I'm not a social media specialist. I'm not the best writer. So it's just really cool to see people not only absorb the content that I put out and care about it, but to also see people who will message me and say, check this place out. I loved, you know, visiting. I loved this trail. You know, when I visited, this was the coolest thing that I did. So I would encourage people to, you know, don't be afraid to, to reach out, you know, whether it's me or, or other food accounts and travel accounts and lifestyle accounts that are out there and tell us what you enjoy and, and what you love because we pay attention to it. Yeah, that's a great tip. And then, you know, people like you can bring it to more people. So share your ideas, everybody. And Chrissy has Pro a final tip. question. She asked everybody. So I'm going to let her ask again. Thank you for doing the show. Uh, after, you know, we'll, we'll end it there and, uh, we, you know, we'll have to bring you back through, you know, I always tell people, you know, a year or two down the road, see how things are going. See if you're still trucking away with the, with doing all the, the, the blog and stuff. I know so. it'll be really fun to see, you know, how you grow and like what yeah. things you come up with. It'll be really fun to watch. So I'm excited to watch that. But before we let you go, can you leave our listeners with a motto or a piece of life advice? I would say happiness leads to success. Success does not lead to happiness. So I definitely, it's been a big mantra of mine lately. And that is find your happiness. Um, and that'll lead to success. You know, don't set your goal as, Oh, when I get that job, when I do that thing, when I launch that account and gain X amount of followers, then I'll be happy, you know, find your happiness. And I think success will follow. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. Remember our website, I am head on over there. Listen to some of the back episodes of the podcast. You can share, share them with your family and friends on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, however you guys do it these days. And if you're looking to buy or sell a home here in Salt Lake City, I'd love to help you. Shoot me a text. Give me a call. 801-244-2908. I'd love to help you find your dream home. ChrisHollifieldRealty.com is the website. Head on over there. You all have a great week. Get out and enjoy the city. Support local. And we'll see you next week on the next episode of I Am Salt Lake Podcast.